0: Welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. The master is here and you still have not taken off your shoes. Every day to define man's mission yeah. Look into the sky for divine transmission yeah. Deaf man's vision makes the blind man listen yeah. Eyes on the prize, this is blind ambition Thank you
1: Blind
0: ambition Welcome to episode 12 of the Dojo Talk podcast I'm your host Serial Sensei I'm here with my co-host and Taco. We're both enjoying the, 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 the elements of the oh, co-host right now What's going on man?
1: Yeah know, Just being pelted to death by small bits of ice. So, you know. Mm.
0: Yeah, y'all y'all got the the brunt of it. We got the I don't know what we got. We got bluffed. I consider this a disappointment, but I didn't go to work anyway, so I guess I can't complain too much. Um so we got a little little, little bit of fights to, to talk about. Uh this past weekend we had UFC Fight Night one oh six. Belfort versus Gastelum, which took place in a very hot 92 degree arena in Brazil. <laughs> so, Fortaleza. <laughs> so we're gonna run through this uh this card. Well, Probably get. Well, okay. well, uh,
1: hey, at, at least it wasn't like three o'clock in the morning again. I think they were like on time, actually. Yeah.
0: Kinda, but this card still. I said this the other podcast. At least six fight. Man, we gotta stop. Just.
1: <laughs> like at least run them like an hour earlier. Like.
0: Yeah, like I literally, I think I started because the the I think the Facebook prelim started at seven, so I was watching fights from seven until roughly eleven o'clock, and then I tuned out to watch Samurai Jack, and then I tuned back in for like the last two fights. So this was like eight, like it's like four hours, probably more. My math is off, but it was a lot.
1: And it's normally longer because they fucking go up till one o'clock in the morning.
0: Yeah, but yeah, that's that's gotta stop. We, we got a better way. Let's let's stick to four and five. But I, I guess I Just don't know. Just
1: stick an extra fight on the freaking stick to extra fights from the prelims on the fight pass thing. Let's yeah, get because, our money's worth for the people who are paying for it.
0: Yeah, because. The fight pass prelims are always like one two fights anyway. Just or actually one or two.
1: I mean they try for four, but like someone always ends up missing weight. Someone <laughs> always ends up freaking tearing their groin or something.
0: Oh boy. Someone always
1: has visa issues.
0: Yeah, that that might be um that that, that problem might not go away. No nope. <laughs> That's that's another story though. But, uh, all right, we'll just, uh, get this card rolling. Uh, main event, not, not too much to talk about. The fight didn't last extremely long, but, uh, I
1: disagree, disagree. We have a lot to talk about.
0: <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I didn't, I didn't get a lot. Well,
1: let's, let's talk about how Vitor <laughs> knew he was going to lose this fight <laughs> from the outset.
0: <laughs> so, Kelvin Gaslam and Vitor, uh, our headliners, um this fight, I guess I can say it pretty much went the way I thought it would go, except that it la- it went out of the first round. I thought it would have ended in the first, but um, it did
1: did am, am not nah, crazy,
0: they went into this did they
1: that no, was the first round,
0: really, okay, <laughs> all right, it didn't, I thought it lasted like a part of the second, all right, so it did go mm-hmm. the way I went then, um I'll say for Vitor, not much to say on his end, I don't think he looked. Terrible. Nah. He's obviously not the Vitor of of old, but I mean, he did land a few shots early in the fight, but he it,
1: like he it, he didn't look like the Vitor of old. He didn't look like the new old Vitor, <laughs> like T R T tour. Like let the man juice, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I like mean, he's old. He's been fighting for twenty years. He's he's there in the right. He, he, he's like he's like racist grandpa. Like you can't change him. <laughs> Enjoy him while he's. <laughs>
0: I mean, he did land like he he landed a good shot in the beginning that I think like woke Gastelum up a little bit, and then he Not... went for his little spinning. Uh, he tried that spinning back kick. He tried it. It didn't work, but it, he he tried it. But and,
1: and then he was tired.
0: Yeah, and then... Uh,
1: wait, um, for Vitor, he w- like, leading to this fight, he was very big on the idea of I want a Legends League, so I don't have to fight all these young people. <laughs> because it's becoming uh, very clear that he can't beat anyone who's under 40. Or, or I should say he can't beat most people who they will match him up with under 40. Like, I'm sure he could beat um I don't know with someone under 40 who's, like, not shop-worn at this and middleweight? Tim Middle Bosch. Like, well, he might be able to beat Tim Bosch. I mean, i pick him. But, I don't know. Let's go with Uriah Hall. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see that fight. Because <laughs> I know like, Uriah's going to hurt me.
1: Uh, does does Vitor Belfort want to fight Uriah Hall? Like, does he want to fight Robert <laughs> Like, No, he wants to fight the more Dan Hendersons and maybe not Anderson Silva, but like, I don't know. Maybe he'll drag Rich Franklin out for that one fight he has left on his contract.
0: <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I didn't know he only had one fight left, so I guess that's
1: like. Vito, I, I get Vitor's a politicker; he always has been. Like he is MMA's resident politician. He, he's good at just finessing his way into things, but he's not gonna get his way this time. And if I he really, do, if I he really, really has, off. like they'll, they'll give him somebody old for Brazil if they want him to fight on that card anyway. And they probably should because like it's the 212 card he wants on, I think. And um. Well, I love the main event of that card. Like it's my second favorite fight this year. Scheduled. Uh, it's gonna need help to sell. Like I, I, I'm assuming they're gonna put Anderson Silva on this card. Maybe match them up again. I don't know.
0: I mean, I say he'll he'll yeah they'll give him a good decent uh send off. But I guess when Gastelum's in... um. Undefeated at one,
1: yeah, at one eighty five. Um,
0: yeah, basically. yeah, man,
1: he's no, um, in the USC
0: He brings the the speed up there. I like that he does, and he did it in this fight. Like, he doesn't just throw like one or two. Like, he'll he'll throw a one two, and then he'll follow it with like a three four five, and that's he rocked Vitor twice, I think. Like the first time he rocked
1: him, um, yep. No, first he I dropped him.
0: Yeah, he dropped him. And that one was like a, I can't remember that. That was like a one-two, and then he followed it up with like another combination, and he he dropped him, and then and he went for ground and pound. Vitor he hung in there for a little bit. Eventually, they got back on the feet, and I think he caught him with a right left, followed by another right left.
1: <laughs> yeah. The
0: last that last left just came in so fast, and
1: that's what Gaston brings that to this division, like. He is super fast, despite, like, looking like, um, just round, I guess. Yeah. Like, he is quick. He's not particularly weak. Like, he showed that against Kennedy. He can't, like, he can't be pushed around, but Kennedy's probably one of the stronger guys in the division. Yeah, yeah he, he's not like, And, like, he bring and he hits hard. Make no mistake about it. He can knock, um, Mel out, especially, you know, now that Chris Weidman and, uh, Luke Rockhold have had their chins t- uh, touched a whole bunch in recent times. <laughs> like, like, I'd pick him over Michael Bisping. Yeah, I was gonna
0: say. I mean, not really much else to talk about as far as fight wise. He just kind of knocked Vitor out. But like, I, w- I will if-
1: say though, um, though we all expected him to beat, most people expected him to beat Vitor. I think two good things came with this. He took Vitor's power. Which is important because Gaslam, um, slow starter, and um, he, he is, well, he well I don't think he's as undersized as people make, like, obviously he has a height and reach disparity with most of the division. But he I, he's muscle-bound a bit. But um, he took his power, and he beat Vitor in the time where Vitor is the most dangerous in his most dangerous position on the feet. All right. He didn't take him down and you know, ground and pound him out like Chris Wiseman did. He didn't wait to. He didn't drag him in deep into the fight and then finish him there. He beat him in the first round, first four minutes, where he's the most dangerous, and did where Vitor stood the best chance of winning. So I, that's that's something to take away from this fight. And
0: I think he's still talking about potentially going back down to 170, but no, stop. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I think like, why? I, I was, yeah, just stay at one eighty
1: five. Just... If the wake-up kills you, like, uh, like, I, I get that like the top of this division is scary, but like, Rockhold is no uh, MIA at the moment. Weidman's uh, how uh, At what point are we just going to consider Weidman just like worn goods? You know, like, he, uh, his twenty sixteen consists of him getting the shit beat out of him by Luke Rockhold. <laughs> A neck injury, coming back from that neck injury on five weeks, like, like after five weeks, and getting the crap meat out of, out of him by Yoel Romero. Like, yeah, and if Gegger really puts on um, puts on him at, what was it, like 211, 10
0: Yeah, that's going to be 2-10. an interesting fight. 210. That's going to be interesting.
1: And, like, if Gegger puts on a 210 and he wins that fight, it's going to be violently, you know? Yeah, so
0: gonna, that that fight's gonna change somebody's <clears throat> career path. Somebody's gonna go up, and somebody's gonna just remain stagnant. Yeah,
1: yeah. so uh, uh, I, I get the uh, I, I don't get the incentive to try and cut, kill yourself to get back to one uh, one seventy. Uh,
0: and to be honest, like after seeing his fights at middleweight, yeah, I don't think the size is. I mean, I, obviously, like a rock hole... Even though he's MIA. Like, you fight a dude that big, that could be an issue. But he makes up for it. His speed, he's going to be faster than everybody. He can still knock people out. He still has a good, well rounded skill set.
1: Yeah, and it's not like uh, Rockhold has, a like, guys like Rockhold have, like, the best chin, I guess. Right. So uh, that's another thing he's going for him into that fight. And then you have guys like Yoro Romero and um, Jack Ryan, who are kind of like him, except, you know, a little bit more muscly. Yeah, I think those are the
0: yeah those are the only two people who I look at in like the top of the division that I'm like those might be those will be some tough outs like yeah. I don't yeah <clears> those <throat> those guys you might stay away <laughs> it might not be good for you but everybody else
1: yeah fair yeah,
0: game man yeah everybody else is fair game
1: his whole so, division's cannibalizing itself while Michael Bisping fights old men and <laughs> welterweights. <laughs> So for and Anderson for, Silva again when that happens because it's gonna happen.
0: Uh, I don't know. I I think Anderson, I think Anderson and GSP will somehow happen first. I don't know. We'll right. we'll see with with this the way this year matchups been going. You never know what's
1: never well, know what's gonna happen. Well, like we say and we say that, but like we have cards like this where they're matched so well, top to bottom. And then all like then you get like a Artem Lobov versus Cub Swanson. <laughs> yeah.
0: So for mm. Vitor, who's if if you could pick anybody last last victory, his last send off, uh, who who do we get? And they don't even have to be in like in the UFC. Even if they grab somebody out of retirement or or anything.
1: What does Vitor want? Like like strap. My question, who does Vitor want to fight? I was going to say, because he didn't... He didn't want the Anderson Silva rematch. Like, they tried to book that last year for Brazil, and they both turned it down. And I thought that was a good fight for him. Um, If they could get Rick Franklin, maybe him? Like The way I see it, Vitor's going to want somebody, like, with a name who... Like like a Dan Henderson type, with a name who has some type of value, like with a name that has some type of value to his resume, and his pocketbook, but who is fragile enough for him, where where they're past it and he can actually like get them out of there in the first round.
0: See him in Vandalay.
1: Maybe new. No.
0: Um... Oh, is he still like banned or did that?
1: I think he still bans until, like, 2018. Oh, oh good. Alright, All right, so that problem. Well, I mean, it could
0: still happen, even though I feel like we. I don't know if he'll wait that long, but...
1: Um, Rampage still has two fights left on his Bellator deal, I think. Um... Like, there's not a lot of options out there. Like, does he want to fight Shogun? Like... Shogun... Eh. Mishi, has gun for a while because the stupid testing. Um, I don't know what really options he has left. No, well, maybe he wants Connor.
0: <laughs> don't put that in the air. They'll somehow figure out a way to like legitimize that fight.
1: Yeah. I mean, Connor's fought well to wait. Gasolim
0: so I was. Playing. <laughs> knocked out Vitor Belfort. <laughs> oh, I couldn't imagine if Connor knocked out Vitor in Brazil. All
1: right.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't even want to think about that.
1: The riots in the street. <laughs>
0: but uh yeah, I guess that's that's about it for the main event. It one round Gastelum, He's been on the roll, man. He's taking souls at 185 is is not a game uh nah,
1: he, he is a problem
0: yeah he's a problem he's definitely a problem mm. um so definitely interested to see who they match him up with and we'll keep an eye on vitor see who uh he the winner guy. of
1: um gaslam winner weidman masasi there we go
0: yeah pretty much you might as well just start throwing him in there and make him a fresh new face to the division uh, but uh, <clears throat> our co-main event uh, features uh top five dead or alive lightweight of the world, yeah. <laughs> Shogun Hua. <Lay> heavyweight. <laughs> well, technically, he's ranked number six. But since Bader is no longer in the UFC, we we'll just top call him top five. Yep, top top five, five. Lay heavyweight. Versus uh, John. John Vellante. Does it pronounce John or Gian? John. Okay. Yeah, I thought they pronounced it John. Okay. So, uh,
1: so, so have this fight... So why do like all these dudes who come in from like uh, who come in as prospects at like one, uh, two hundred five? Why do they all have metal rods shoved up their ass, like shoved up their asses? Because <laughs> like they all they, like they all look so fucking stiff. <laughs> like Misha Serkinov, um, Corey Anderson, John Volante. <laughs> <laughs> Like they look, if they tried to bend over, their like spine was snapping, so like two.
0: Hey man, that's that's the two hundred five division, and this is, this is the state of two hundred five we're in, right? the, the pickings are slim. <laughs> you got to get any semi athletic person you can get.
1: Like, but John Volante was like tapped to play football, like professional football. Like he got invited. Like, if I'm not mistaken, he got invited to go work out with the Giants and the Eagles. Man. He j- oh, yeah, he they did. He's like, no, no, I, no, I want to go fight. I, I want to go make you know twenty thousand dollars to go fight guys who have three times the experience than me and get punched in the face.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, at least this was a, a entertaining fight. No, no, it was really
1: fun.
0: Yeah, uh, rock'em sock'em robots for three rounds is pretty much the way to describe this. Um, Shogun has definitely lost a step. I'll say, not not as fast, not as uh. Maybe precise, but he's still dude, he's still Shogun. <laughs> dude,
1: um. This fight, like, if if you're a Shogun fan, like, this fight is really hardening. Because he can, like, besides like Rumble, who's a better counterpuncher at two hundred five than Shogun, right now?
0: Yeah, that counter was there all night. But like, seriously, think
1: about it. who is a better counter puncher. Besides Anthony Rumble Johnson at 205 than Shogun right now. Nobody.
0: Yeah, about say not even the champ because he's not even a counter puncher.
1: No, he's not. Like
0: Manu Manua knocks people out, but he's not a counter puncher.
1: He's <laughs> more aggressive and. Yeah. But Shogun physically is you know he's way past it. We all know that, but like the technique will carry him to victories over the John Volantes and. Corey anderson's and um patrick cummings of the world i guess
0: yeah and i think even john's i think i'm pretty sure his corner mentioned like that counter and i don't know i guess he just couldn't adjust i don't know but yeah that shogun's counter was there all night like he just over and over and over again
1: he got hurt early and then he just figured out uh, all i have to do is be technical with this dude because he's going to keep throwing jabs and i'm gonna counter him every single time and eventually i'll get the finish
0: yeah, and.
1: And it's the thing felt, he has over. And I guess it's the thing he still has over 95% of the vision. The problem is, it's eventually going to lead him to somebody who's going to seriously hurt him.
0: Right. Because <laughs> there were moments in this fight, like, I, I felt semi comfortable saying that I was sure he was going to win. But he still had a couple of moments where he ate some hits, and.
1: Yeah, and it, yeah, like, like, it looked like he was on, like. Yeah. It looked like he had just been woken up. I guess yeah,
0: the the upset was the upset was there, but
1: and that's just the that's just the uh, like fragility of somebody who's been fighting for so long and been in so many wars and had what two major knee surgeries. Yeah, and like, it, it, you're, that's what you're going to end up with. And um, but he's uh, he still he is more super. He's more technical a fighter now than he was when he was just like rampaging through dudes. At least as a striker, because I think coming to the. U- I never got really into it, but I think coming to USC really screwed up his wrestling game, because he used in Pride so much of what he did was just based on like taking guys down and like beating them up from the top. But um, I think he's really grown as a striker, or at least. Relied more on his fundamentals,
0: yeah, and it it, it works. Yeah, his, and, shot,
1: his shot selection was on point. He always put himself in a good position to counter. He always and when he smelt blood, he never got um, over aggressive. So
0: children, that's interesting because he's now on a three fight one streak.
1: And he is now the like what the number four, number five, like, heavyweight on the planet because right, Ryan bader <laughs> is gone. Like, uh, yeah, I don't want to see. Shogun versus Rumble. This is the question. <laughs> hey, Glover couldn't take a punch from Rumble. Do do either? Do you think Shogun can? <laughs> Counterpuncher prevails <laughs> if he doesn't get
0: his head taken off. No, I wouldn't want to see that fight though. That would probably be actually be pretty hard to watch.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm not even like I'm not a huge like Shogun fan, but
1: and that's pretty telling that the number five guy in your division. When you match him up with the number two guy in the division, it's just an out and out mismatch. Right. And that's where my <laughs> heavyweight is right now.
0: Hey, man. Uh, Jimmy Manua, Corey Anderson.
1: I mean, one, oh, of, hopefully... the, one of those guys got beat by Shogun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the other one got beat by Rumble.
1: Exactly. <laughs> uh,
0: well, at least Anderson's fight was competitive. Yeah, I thought Anderson won no, I, I don't remember that yeah, I remember the, that fight Shogun went off, yeah.
1: Shogun went off the, um, the strength of two left hooks At the end of like the first and third Or first and second round And they knocked um Anderson down But Anderson had Controlled the fight uh, The round prior to both knockdowns like, I'm not mad about it But
0: Somehow this is all Dave Branch's fault
1: yeah, he won't he fight just... a two like a like a good human being would. Right.
0: <laughs> he he ah god, it's just the superhero we all needed and he's mm. he took his cape
1: off. But he took his cape off with the glasses on. Yeah, <laughs> I wanna be a normal man. I, right. I, I, I wanna cut weight, jerk.
0: <laughs> but nevertheless, I mean good good win for Shogun. Good good war, man. Good, nice, bloody, entertaining. Rock 'em sock 'em fight. just let's still show got them
1: fight inexperienced strikers for the rest of his career, please. Yeah,
0: man. I mean he's still is a little bit left in the tank. It's not completely drained, It's a little bit left. He's probably I think he's thirty five now. Yeah. So yeah, the end's gotta be near, man. This dude's been in some wars. He's been fighting for a long long time. So I gotta imagine he, he can't have too many too many of those kind of fights I mean, left in him but,
1: but and yeah, at the other end Shogun seems like the type of person who'd go on and fight for like another 10 years so <laughs> right I hope I don't not. I
0: don't, don't, don't want to see the man get, get killed in there but hey three fight win streak top five dead alive at 205 keep doing what you're doing it's obviously working um the next fight which I rewatched this morning uh <laughs> Edson Barboza and Benil Darius um,
1: Poor Benio Darius, oh,
0: man. Because he
1: fought so well, so he smart. did.
0: He did. This reminded me. This was like a flashback of um, kind of of the Bectic and uh, Elkins fight where Darius was. I mean, it wasn't like I don't think it was a a, a blowout. You like know, he, he, you know, what this he, reminds
1: me of the Ferguson Barbosa fight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was. He used the same like. Technique, he did the same thing and it worked for ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, like most, most of, the of the first, first round,
1: I mean, and then things just started inching towards Barboza's way.
0: Yeah, like he kept the pressure on in the first, and Barboza just couldn't really get his feet set. He was kind of like he was getting a little bit off, but you could tell he's a little uncomfortable. And then the second, he got off a little more, but I still thought Darius was in control but you could tell the gap was a closing a little bit yeah and And then he was
1: dead
0: right and (laughs) it was crazy because so I was streaming this fight and when Darius threw his last right and like my stream froze like a second after he threw his right and then I saw him like his body was inching down like he was going for a takedown yeah and in that freeze frame I was like oh no yeah. I saw it like the vision was there and then my stream my little circle was spinning <laughs> when the circle stopped spinning he was laid out on the floor and I was like I, I know what happened and then yeah the replay the Sagat Tiger Knee right. flushed <laughs> flush to the chin
1: the the craziest part about that is uh, he wasn't Barboza um, wasn't even like centered on him like he was turning in the air as he threw the knee <laughs> Um, Man. Like, uh, that was probably his only, uh, only mistake of the fight, where he just shot the jab out there, and then, like, he then he stuck, took a step to the outside and ducked his head under and everything like that. Like, <sighs> yeah,
0: that was... I mean, Darius showed how good he is, it just didn't get the...
1: Darius is a smart dude, but athletically, like... Barboza might be the best straight up athlete at 155.
0: Yeah, at 155. And and I'm, his I'm looking
1: at the timing is fucking ridiculous.
0: I think man, Barboza he has like championship potential. I I don't know if he'll ever get the strap.
1: If he got but, to fight Connor, I think he'd beat him.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at his record. So after the Ferguson loss, he goes on. He demolished Pettis. He demolished. destroyed gilbert Gilbert. (laughs) and then darius i mean it was a tough fight until he landed that knee and he just shut everything down yeah like i'm i mean title shots aren't guaranteed the way they do matchups especially with connor around you kind of never know what's going on because he's such a wild card but I I gotta think he's not too far away from, like, at least a title contender fight now, because his last three fights have all been just crazy impressive.
1: Barboza feels like he should be a bigger deal than he is. Like, hype-wise. That just shows you how freaking crazy this lightweight division is.
0: Yeah, they're like... It's killers everywhere. Just... yeah. No. <laughs>
1: Davis is a damn good fighter. But.
0: And to go on a three fight win streak in a division of, like, killers like that, I mean. So he's currently ranked five. Dos Años is no longer a lightweight. So I guess technically that puts him at four. Yeah. So that would leave the only two people ahead of him being Alvarez. And Fer- oh three people would be Alvarez Ferguson and Khabib and I guess obviously Connor, so that makes four.
1: I doubt he's gonna fight uh uh Eddie Alvarez. 'Cause Don't they, uh, they train together, right? they have the same striking coach. I'm not sure if they okay. train together, but like they are, Cause they're both they're, out
0: of they're both out of Jersey, right? Or yeah, Philly.
1: Mark Henry's boys, um Yeah. But dude, fucking get just give Tony Ferguson a title shot. Like try and make that fight, and then give give us could be Burboza, and I'll be happy. Yeah,
0: because yeah, I think at this point he's he's earned some stripes, man. He's
1: what
0: when he first like got around in the UFC, I always thought like, dude, this dude's crazy talented, but Mm -hmm. his chin (laughs) his chin seemed a little questionable. There are a couple of fights, I think, that he could have won that he didn't win. Hey, remember when
1: people were talking about him, like, after the Njaquani and Pearson fights, and they're like, oh, he lost both fights. Oh, he's overrated. And he got the spinning wheel kick, and everybody was like, oh, he was, like, even with Terry Adam in that fight. I know, I know. <laughs> but it just I mean, shows you, being a striker, it takes a long-ass time to get good.
0: Yeah. And I think people forget, like, I know he lost that Cerrone fight. Mm-hmm. But don't mistake—he was giving Cerrone the work up until he caught that jab, that kind of ended it, and then he got choked out, I think. Yeah. But yeah, like that's why I say like he—the championship potential is there. I, I don't know if he'll reach the top, but I, he deserves at least a shot. He, he's got to get a shot.
1: Like the John—just thinking about the Johnson and Ferguson fights—it took pathological pressure. Like, <laughs> uh, from Tony Ferguson, probably the most well-conditioned fighter in the in MMA, besides maybe Joanna Jacek <laughs> and Michael Johnson, like having the fight of his life, and just fighting against type and just coming forward constantly, and he still got hurt. If I remember, right. he got dropped, and it took that to beat Barboza Right. He is so and- good.
0: Yeah, and I, I do want to see... I would love to see him and Connor Only because... Yeah, like, the key to beat Barboza is you gotta put pressure. You can't let him get his offense off. But Connor's not a pressure fighter. Uh,
1: in the way he is, in the way he isn't. Like, he's a pressure counter fighter. Well, he will walk you down and get you to come in on a right hand. Right. Like he did against Alvarez. Which is probably, like, the best example of fighting a smaller right-handed fighter. But... Yeah, but um, that um, well, yeah, I think he beats Connor. Fuck, he was the being, only who was beating Ferguson before Fer like before Ferguson just cracked him with like just straight up willpower.
0: Yeah, see, that's the thing of, that scares me about him and Connor. Like, I I feel like that fight could almost go like this, where like he'll batter Connor for a while, but like he'll get caught with that left, <laughs> and that might be all she wrote. Yeah, right. but. I can say though in this fight though he ate he ate some good shots. Mm-hmm. Not that Darius is like a knockout artist. I mean he's knocked people out before, but he yeah. ate some good shots and he didn't really get like wobbled or panicked or anything like that. So I
1: think I think, I think a large that's a large part of it. Like, he's been a guy who's kind of just mentally checked. I, mean, I don't say broken, but like he, you can see the insecurity when it, especially when it comes to his boxing. Yeah, I think Henry's done a good job of like reigning that
0: in. Yeah, and these last three fights have have showed it. So, mm-hmm. hey man, Bobo bar- Boboza for a title shot. Hey, or, title I mean, I'm title shot.
1: It. Just so they yeah. fun, God.
0: Right, let's do something while this belt is in limbo.
1: A is <laughs> well, no, busy fighting Floyd Mayweather.
0: Yeah. Oh God, that. I hope that doesn't really happen. I don't, you know, I don't even talk about that. That's another. (laughs) That's gonna open up a whole other can of worms that I just don't. I don't want to see that fight at all. I will say. I mean,
1: if if it, hey, it would be the most MMA thing of all time. (laughs) It it goes back to this this freaking sports roots, where just like I'm going to go fight this guy who's better at this thing than me.
0: (laughs) That is true. In his sport. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. I mean, yeah, if it happens, I'll watch. Just off principle, I have to, but...
1: Kid Yamamoto knocked out Masao, I'm just saying. I love Kid. Oh, man, (laughs) shout out to
0: Kid. He he turned... (laughs) Shout out to Kid. He turned 40, like, the other week or something like
1: that. He's old man Yamamoto, so...
0: Yeah, man. I love that guy. But, uh... Yeah, so... Barboza, man, keep doing your thing. Uh, Derry, you still a guy to keep tabs on. Like I said, he was he was doing good, like ninety nine point nine percent of that fight up until the knee. And I mean, if anybody eats a knee like that, it's probably not gonna go too well for you. But yeah, still still worth keeping an eye on. Um, guess uh, next fight on the list, which I also rewatched this morning, uh, Ray Borg and Hussier de Silva. Um, I'm always happy to see a Ray Borg fight.
1: I completely uh, forgot that was Juce's real name.
0: <laughs> I did too, because when I googled it I put in uh no, I put in Da Silva and Formiga kept popping up and I was like, What is Formiga? And I was like, Oh, they're the same
1: It's like how yeah, Hen- it- it's like it's like how Burau isn't really and then Burrell's last name.
0: Right. But this fight was um it was really close.
1: Yeah, it was really fun.
0: Yeah. A lot of uh lot of grappling <laughs> And I was actually thinking because they kept mentioning during the the fight that, you know, how hot the arena was, it was, like 92 degrees. I'm like, dude, these dudes must have been just about to die from heat because there was just so much grappling and movement and just, <laughs> yeah, they were getting after each other. I think, if I remember correctly, maybe I might be thinking of another fight. I'm trying to think of how I scored this. I think I gave it to Borg. I think he definitively won the third. Oh, I might be thinking of another
1: fight. Like this is the type of fight you um you could make an argument for thirty twenty seven, I guess, for Formiga. Like if you really tried. And like if somebody had scored the fight if they had scored the fight for Formiga, like I wouldn't have had anything against it. You're right. Like Borg had the definitive best offense in the fight and at the end of the third round when he was just laying elbows and elbows and elbows Both, into yeah. Formiga.
0: And he bloodied them up a little bit. Yeah. yeah, they were pretty even, like in this fight. Like they they were almost like mirror images of each other.
1: I think after the second round, they were talking about like, oh, they landed forty five strikes each.
0: <laughs> yeah, because yeah, the, the pretty much the whole fight was like they they would engage, they would do a few strikes, eventually somehow they would end up clinching,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then grappling, and it was just it was just repeat of those three things over and over and over until. Yeah, like around the end when Borg kind of definitively started to take over with the ground and pound, but that was right around the fight was about to end. But I guess he, the judges saw it his way. He squeaked out another win. Um, I believe reading he said that uh, he would like to fight Mighty Mouse next, as I figure everybody in 125 does at
1: this point. But. Dude, Mighty Mouse fights in, like, what, three, four weeks? Like, yeah, let him get the next title shot. Like, um, everybody else would be for me, Gagatu.
0: All right, <laughs> and I mean, Formiga was ranked number he was three, third, number yep.
1: three,
0: and Borg was five, so number eight. Eight. Oh, all right. So, yeah, I mean, at this point, at one twenty-five, we can't really be picky with who we give title shots to. But I was thinking, uh, assuming, assuming that Mighty Mouse beats uh, Wilson Hayes,
1: hey. in that
0: fight is is uh, that next month or May? April.
1: April. April, April Fox Card. Yeah.
0: Okay, yeah, so assuming Mighty Mouse wins that fight, um, do we think Borg has anything for, for Mighty Mouse, or...
1: He's young, and he's explosive, and he is a tri- for a tremendous scrambler. I'm not sure he has anything, like... I'm not sure he has what it takes to beat Mighty Mouse in a five-round fight. Like... I think he can manage to at least make it scrappy. Yeah, he might be able to win two rounds off of the yeah. fight, yeah. because he's just an insane athlete and he's really good at what he's good at. Yeah,
0: and he pushes a pace that's just
1: and maybe and maybe that fight like maybe getting a title fight lights a fire under his ass and his striking, which has improved, but which is, I think we undersell how much his striking has gotten better in a year, because literally. 13 months ago, it was non-existent.
0: But right, he was basically just strictly a grappler.
1: He was strictly a grappler, <laughs> and he got exposed against Jensen Scoggins, where he looked terrible on the feet. Like, I think dude, he must have been averaging something like 4 minutes and 30 seconds a round of like, top control prior to the Scoggins fight. Like he showed off a little bit more in like the of fight with the striking, but like here, uh, he he didn't become like a top level striker. But he showed that he's learning and he's learning how to sit on his punches and move his head and all that good stuff. Yeah, he's competent. And he was playing, yeah, it. he was playing punches together. Was sticking, and moving, and it's getting. It, it, just seeing the growth in 13 months is just so amazing. Yeah, and it's good to hear that he's with um. Mike Jackson camp and he's with Gibson who's a tremendous striking coach and sucks that his old team is apparently suing him. Yeah. Really? I don't th- yeah, the the um the No Hos Bar team that like is the opposite is the rival the local rival gym for Jackson's in Albuquerque. I have no idea why. You yeah, also say why. <laughs> Why are we suing Ray Borg? <laughs> I don't know if they're like a manager. It's a managerial thing, or um, they Borg didn't pay them, or something like that. But yeah, it is what it is, I he'll, guess.
0: Yeah, he'll he'll get out of that. But okay. yeah, man, Borg's a he's a dude to keep an eye on, man. Yeah, ever since he's come over to the UFC, he's been putting in work, and
1: never a boring he, fight.
0: Never a boring fight. Like he makes grappling look really exciting. <laughs> he makes grappling look really fun but yeah man Ray Borg he's, he's that guy to, to keep an eye on um, only 23 so years old word so even if he loses to Mighty Mouse if that fight happens he uh, could conceivably get another title shot within the, like a if, year if,
1: if, if the UFC doesn't disband the division yes <laughs> like look what happened with freaking Henry Cejudo lost um Demetrius. Man. He came back and he beat the shit out of Joseph Benavides. Like he he went back and he went back and got better. Like they're really was that? young and they're just gonna get better. What uh, card was that? The tough whatever number finale. What was the main event? That was the Elliot Johnson card. Oh my I never watched that fight. Really? Yeah, I missed that card, I think. Like so who because I, I didn't the fight. Like that's that's how good he looked.
0: Oh man, I gotta go back and watch that. Yeah, I never, cause yeah, I missed that card. I heard about how the the Mighty Mouse fight went. But, yeah, I think I don't know if I worked or yeah, yeah something happened. And I missed night. that card. Yeah, I probably was working then. So yeah, I think I, I need to go back and watch that then. Yeah, I heard that that him and um him and Benavidez had like a little controversy. I just for some I should have watched it because I was really like hyped for that fight. I but.
1: think he hit him twice in the groin, like in the first round. And it was a round he was clearly winning. Like I think he knocked Benavides down. And um, it, 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 I don't want to say it caused him to fight, but it probably caused him to fight. I think, right. but he looked great. Right.
0: I'll have to go back and and check that out. So I mean, it's good that 125 does have some, a few, you know, there's talent there. It's just Mighty Mouse seems to be so <laughs> he's he's so far ahead of everybody else that it's it's out of control.
1: We miss you, Kyoji Horiguchi. Word. <laughs>
0: I hope you go to Rising and just knock heads off.
1: Just, uh, I hope you go to Rising and make a shit ton of money. And just I'm pretty wave sure it will. around in Demetrius Johnson's face. <laughs> they're gonna yeah, they're gonna love him over there. Oh he's, yeah, he's gonna start knocking dudes out again. That's what's gonna happen.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's gonna take some souls. But yeah, shout outs to Ray Borg. Good fight, great showing. Um this next fight oh, on the card. Shout out to Juicy for
1: by the way, because he was just as much in this fight as Borne. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it was this is probably his funnest fight in the UFC. Yeah,
0: this was a razor close fight. Yeah, you you could have argued for for either of them, and he hasn't fought Mighty Mouse yet, right?
1: Uh, he's like, no, he probably should. Yeah,
0: yeah. He's one of the few like top guys, and he's been ranked like that high for a long time, and somehow they've never. At one
1: point, he was the number one flyweight on the Yeah. <laughs>
0: And somehow they never cross paths. Like, yeah, I don't get that. His
1: four losses before this were Joseph Benavides, John Dodson, Henry Cejudo, and Ian McCall. They just don't want to give him a title fight.
0: yeah But hey, matchmaking—we've talked about it forever. It's that's that's another <laughs> that's another issue. He, he'll stick around that top five though. But um,
1: he's a talented back taker.
0: Yes. Uh this next next fight on the card, uh the only I think this is pretty much yeah, this is the only women's fight on the on the card. Uh Marion Renault and Betch Cohea Another fight that I thought was pretty close up until that third round where Renault just <laughs> head kick just changed the whole course of the fight and that last round was definitely a ten eight. Yeah. And I and I don't give out ten eights. Easily, that was that last round was easily a 10-8. Like
1: she, she head kicked her like 30 seconds into the round, and spent the rest of the round beating the crap out of her.
0: Right, yeah. I mean, props to Beth for even surviving that onslaught because she, she ate a lot of hits that last round, yeah, and somehow managed to, to get to the end. but I mean, up until that, up until that head kick, the fight to me was pretty even. I guess yeah, it was pretty much uh they yeah they kind of I like they were canceling each other out like nobody was really nobody gained too much of an advantage though I'll say Betch got more
1: takedowns so yeah that's why I was, I, I, I was giving her the edge heading into that third round yeah but I could so, have I could have saw the first round for um Renault. yeah because the first
0: round really they neither one of them did too much so yeah you kind of that was kind of a toss up mm-hmm. round round two probably would go to Betch because of the takedowns. Um, it seemed like for a second I thought Renault was gonna—I don't say gas out—but it looked like she was kind of wearing out, and then she found like a second sale and <laughs> yeah, she she managed to to turn it on. It mm-hmm. was a pretty, it was a fun, it was a fun fight. Um, I guess I I'm not gonna argue that it was scored a draw.
1: Um, like this is what's gonna happen as we move forward with the more like with the more liberal ten eights.
0: Right. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, this was one of those fights where, to be honest, I feel like no matter what this fight was scored...
1: It would have been fine. I
0: don't. Yeah, it would have been fine. Because you could argue that Betch won the first two. You could argue. Or you could argue that Renault might have e- act out the first and definitely took the third. Yeah. And the third was easily a 10-8. Not Betch, I don't remember her literally landing much of anything.
1: So... Well. Like this fight was really interesting to me because I'm un like uh, uh, my argument is Betcoya is an underrated fighter because well uh, it's a factor of a bunch of different things getting knocked out by Ronda Rousey after we all know Ronda's not a great technical fighter um her getting a title shot despite the fact that like, she beat Jessamine Duke and Shayna Baszler to do it <laughs> and um her her running around talking about being this big power puncher despite the fact that she has like what two knockouts to her name and one was against Shayna Baszler who was like physically disabled at that point (laughs) and she's being held together by like duct tape and stuff like so yeah Uh, we she's kind of considered a joke among like fans and stuff but uh, like
0: Beth not a bad
1: fighter.
0: Yeah, not a, not not in any stretch. She's not a bad fighter.
1: This is what her fi- like, she's in her fifth year of like actual training for MMA at all. Like she started boxing to lose weight in 2012 and 6 months later they were like, "Hey, you want to take a fight? Make some money on the side." And somehow right. she ended up in the UFC. Yeah, and I mean, she's a, she's a for a woman who doesn't hit very, hard, she's a very good striker. And, uh, she did really good work of just like keeping a steady amount of pressure and punching with Mary Renault. Cause I really think that took Renault off her like game in the first two rounds where like, oh, this girl is throwing. I can't be throwing at the same time as her. I'm going to back off. And that really opened up. Um, I think that's what I, why I edged the first two outs, uh, two rounds for Betch. She's a strong, like, she's really like yeah, she's she seems like, really like, 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 she's she, she's physically strong like I don't think she's yeah. very athletic, but like she will be able to push most girls up against the cage for a like, cage, yeah easily for rounds at time,
0: so do you you think they should <laughs> should they run this back, or should we maybe match them up against other i I wouldn't be mad at a rematch if I, they I decided
1: I run it back. The yeah. division ain't going nowhere. Like um <laughs> Right. Division these contenders, um kinda out uh th- it's not that there's not people for Nunes to fight, Nunes or Shevchenko to fight. It's not there's not a lot of um exciting matchups I guess. Like Carmouche versus either one, uh, Zingano versus either one. Well, Zingano Nunes could be has, you know, a little bit of beef there, I guess. Um, McMahon, uh, she's kind of changed things up, I guess. She seems more aggressive. It's not an exciting fight, but I wouldn't be mad at her fighting either, girl. Raquel Pennington is the the new fresh face in the title picture. Juliana Pena arguably was winning, uh, was on her way to um, winning the second round in that Shevchenko fight. When people like to see that. There are names, I guess, I'm getting at. There there are people for her to fight, for the champ to fight. We we don't need Betch and Marion fighting those women right now.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, if at all, you throw them back in a rematch, and at least you know, as long as it goes like the first fight, that you're going to get a good quality, a good quality fight for the division. So, you'll bring eyes to other fighters not named you know ronda holly etc etc you know other faces that people have probably just been overlooking um but yeah good good fight great last round for Renault. (laughs) head kicks are probably my favorite strikes
1: i'm really surprised she didn't finish uh catching that round yeah because that head kick
0: like that head kick and i it happened like in real time that head kick happened like really fast yeah and like i I just like yeah like I just saw her leg kind of move but I didn't really know what she did and then Betts was just stanky legging <laughs> just like all around the cage and then just Renault just unleashed the barrage of, of punches but yeah man Betts shout out to you man I don't I don't think a lot of people survive that a lot of people probably go down uh, after that so yeah I hope they, they do run that back probably not in the near future I'd imagine both these both of them probably have some medical suspensions after that fight, but yeah, good, uh, good showing and looking forward to them running that back. Hopefully they do. Um, Oh, got one more fight, uh, on the main card. Uh, a good old rematch Rematch. between, uh, the other cowboy, not named Cerrone, uh, Alex Oliveira, right. The real, (laughs) the real deal cowboy, Alex Oliveira and uh, Tim Means Alex man he looks good at 170 I didn't realize like how big he seems like a big 170 dude he is massive yeah hey, he's a big dude, dude. dude
1: go back and watch him watch his fight with Will Brooks. he looks humongous in yeah
0: and books. not and to Will get Brooks off on a tangent huge. yeah and, and not to go off on a tangent but like I feel like a lot of people gave Will Brooks crap for that. I mean, I, I guess I get it. He came in the UFC with like a lot of height, but I'm like, dude, did y'all not see Cowboy Dwarf that man? <laughs>
1: like, well, he came in like six, seven pounds overweight, but
0: yeah, like, but even still, uh, like, you no, know, he, he,
1: obviously, fucking, he's huge.
0: Yeah, is a big boy, and I think Means felt the pressure because this fight basically was a turned into a grapple fest. And in that second round, man, Cowboy just suplex City, just slam after slam after takedown.
1: <laughs> I, th- I know, think he just. Co- what a difference three months makes! Because back in December, Tim Means was literally tossing Alex Oliveira around the cage and like beating the crap out of him.
0: Right, and, and this fight, complete opposite.
1: Yeah, like it, just a reminder: Alex Oliveira has only been fighting since like December 2011, and he is not like he was like doing much else before that in terms of the combat sports. But um, well, he took up Muay Thai when he was 22. He's 29 now. So the, the point of being, this is a dude who's still learning how to do martial arts. Like, every facet of martial arts. So he's going to make big jumps between fights. But this was really unexpected. Yeah, and like, and he's not even just big; he's athletic. Like he's strong and fast, and like dex, uh, dexter—was oh, the word dexterity. Yeah, he has dexterity. Like, he he has all the like things that a good fighter needs to have.
0: And he didn't even because Means is known for you know putting hands and knees and feet on people, and Means didn't—he didn't let Means get off anything. Yeah, in this fight, like. It was just pressure grappling the entire fight, and just wore him down up until the that last round where he got the um, no, not the last round the second round
1: yeah where he got the uh, rear naked choke rear naked
0: choke yeah I didn't I feel like Cowboy just kind of came out of nowhere like
1: well like he's old, like when we first got to the UFC like people were talking about oh he's su-. Like, remember his fight with Burns. Where he beat the crap yeah, right out. out of Burns for two <laughs> rounds go, but... before getting armbarred. Yeah, like this is a dude who, athletically, matches up well with anybody in the UFC. Like straight yeah. up baseline athleticism, he is a great athlete, and he's big. I'm looking at his
0: record. I didn't realize he's been in the like he's fought this many times already.
1: No dude, he's an iron horse.
0: Gilbert Burns, KJ Nunes, Joe Merritt, Pator Hallman, Cerrone, Montasserie, Brooks, and then Means twice. And that's only since 2015. He's only been in the <laughs> UFC
1: for two years and he's had how many fights? One, two, three, four, five, six yeah, seven, he's working. Nine
0: fights. <laughs> he's working. <laughs> like, that's insane.
1: He's only lost twice.
0: Yeah, so. Yeah, this dude kind of just came out of nowhere, man, and just, yeah, he's, I don't, it's weird because when I watch him fight, like, he doesn't have any one thing that makes me go, oh, you got to watch out for that. No, because, like, like I said, he's
1: coming to the sport, like, with basically no background. It's not even, right. it's not even like Rory McDonald where he's been doing MMA since he was 14. He was, like, 22 years old and decided just to pick this up. Right. So like, he but, doesn't have that one thing to fall back on. But if you're not a very good striker, he's going to outstrike you because he's so much faster and bigger than you. Right. If you're not a good wrestler or grappler, like to means, he's going he's to outgrapple you. Out. you. He's going to yeah. wear you out because he can do that. Like I, I don't know what this means when he gets to the top 15 and these guys are like, oh, I'm a really good wrestler or, oh, I'm a really good striker. And, you know, he's going to take more than being really big and really strong and really fast to beat me. But for everybody else, that's an issue.
0: He reminds me of, like, a Neil Magny, but more... He's like a Neil Magny, like, 2.5. Yeah. (laughs) Like a 3.0. Because Magny's, like, solid, but he's not the biggest dude or, like, not the most athletic. But Oliveira is a big dude, and he's crazy athletic. It's just he,
1: Magny and he just, Oliveira are testaments testament to what like a consistent fight schedule where you're constantly getting a paycheck can do to you, where you can just afford to be in the gym every day for like two years and get a fight every three the two to three months, and just build that experience.
0: That's crazy. Non-fights in two years there's some people like <laughs> that's crazy yeah keep good. keep doing your thing cowboy you you're on the the whatever path you're on it's it's, it's doing good it's yeah. it's done well for you
1: exactly <laughs> don't he's don't old, change he's only it. 29 years old is he is he ranked or is he outside the top 15 yeah, he's outside he's the outside. top 15 but I um, I'm guessing uh well, they already took him off. Never mind. I was gonna say they took off um what's his name? Hendricks.
0: So at fifteen we got Ponza fourteen Matt Brown, thirteen Jake Ellenberger.
1: Why is Ryan LaFleur on this list? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Safadine is still top ten.
1: Uh Seth got Seth had his career robbed of him by injury.
0: I I think by the end of this year, Cowboys gonna be on this list. Uh, Oh yeah. He's definitely gonna be on this list. Not even a question.
1: Unless he slips up somewhere, yeah.
0: Yeah. He's somebody in this this top somebody in this like bottom ten or from like ten to fifteen, they're they're losing their spot to him. He's gonna take somebody's spot.
1: Well, I think Uz- Uzman is gonna freaking just skyrocket up the rankings this year.
0: I mean, I feel like he could arguably probably be ten. Sa- Safadine, man, he.
1: Do I take I, t- I take Uzman in that fight in a heartbeat?
0: Yeah, Sa- Saffordine, oh, I love him. I love him as a fighter, but yeah, it just seemed like since the UFC jump, it's not all been.
1: It's, it's the injuries. Yeah. Uh, like, he used to be a solid enough athlete to where his low volume style would work because he could still pull the trigger. And he can't do that anymore. And he doesn't have any other way to implement his game. So, for all his technique, he doesn't have the approach. He he doesn't have the physicality. And it, oh God, sad. Because I, I think he'd be champion. Honest to God. Because how much of this division is based around um, just wrestlers who become, re- like, solid enough strikers to to, to outstrike other strikers with their wrestling? You you feel me? Like, your yeah, Hen- you're Johnny Hendricks and your are Tyron Woodley's.
0: You know what I'm saying? Like, technically speaking, I'm like, the the mm-hmm. Safadine that we saw in Force, like, that dude, yeah. That dude could be champ. That's yeah, that dude could definitely be champ. Like that striking was so accurate and just pinpoint it's part of, everything was perfect.
1: That was part of the reason I was so high on Albert Tumanoff, because I'm like, Oh, Albert off. like hey, Albert is not in the top fifteen right now. He legitimately might be he legitimately might be the best striker at Welterweight. He was the guy who fought um Gunner and uh, um Leon Edwards. Um, and who did he knock out? Lorenz Larkin.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say the Larkin fight. Okay, that was him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he is really good. Like. Yeah, if you can stand the feet with Larkin, who's like a crazy dynamic striker. Yeah, you're doing something good.
1: Like, <laughs> like he, I, I guess, he might legitimately be the best striker at the, in the division. I was so high on him because I thought he could stop the wrestling. Turns out he's not as good as not good with the wrestling defense as I was hoping, and that sucks because I think yeah, I think he matches up well with most of the top 10 in terms of just strike chip striking. Yeah.
0: I'm actually watching <laughs> uh Usman highlight reel now. Yeah, he 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 beats uh at this point unfortunately I think he beats Adesanya. Mhm. But I don't know, you never know. You never crazier know. Crazier things crazier things have happened. People find ways to turn their life around and right right the ship, so to speak. But um, all right. So that was pretty much the main card. But there are definitely a few prelims uh, I want to mention or I'll dive into a little bit also. Uh, Kevin Lee and Francisco Trinaldo. Um, yeah. I'll be honest. I like like I I don't remember many of his fights like they don't stand out that often. Mm-hmm. But like every time I watch Kevin Lee, he's he's definitely talented. But I didn't.
1: You, like, you don't see it, you
0: know? No, yeah. Like, I don't. I don't. Like, people hype him, and I, I look at him like, he's good. You know, he, don't get me wrong. is the
1: perfect description of Kevin Lee is that I, heard, that I saw by. Um, what's the dude's name? The Naked Gambler on Twitter. Mm. He, he's like, he's a meat and potatoes fighter who relies on, like, moments of just pure explosion to win fights.
0: And I mean, I guess at 24, <laughs> I, I guess you can kind of get away with that. You you got youth and energy on your side, but
1: yeah, and I, like yeah. he, he what well, he says is so true because like there's nothing flashy or um extra incredible about Kevin Lee's game, but he's a really good athlete, and that will that carries him to moments where that and his like meat and potato style carries him to moments where being a good athlete manages to get him to somebody's back for a naked choke for example yep and like Trinado didn't look bad
0: he didn't at all he did not look bad at Mm -hmm. all
1: Trinado's in that rare class of just in their 30s showing up in the UFC Brazilian lightweights who just come in and just wreck shop for like a few for a while
0: and he actually doesn't. He doesn't really get talked about.
1: No, yeah, because so. he's old. He's old, and he throws like three different punches. Like there's nothing <laughs> you can do
0: with that. And like the thing is, prior prior to this fight, dude, he he hasn't lost since 2014.
1: <laughs> hey, that was the Michael Chiesa.
0: That's crazy. Yeah, like Trinaldo has quietly just been
1: Dude, I've been on the Trinaldo bandwagon since he beat uh, Norman Park. Yeah, man, he's he's been putting in work. Dude man he he yeah. um his fight against Pearson like that was just uh, that was um that was fucking amazing for me. And he's thirty eight. That's crazy. Dude, Trinaldo... You want to talk about the Neil Magnes and um fucking, what was his name? God, we just talked about him. Right. <laughs> yeah, Alex, who I can't he, remember Alex already. Alex of the world, <laughs> who just get to the UFC and all of a sudden they get $20,000 every two or three months to go fight and train and spend all their time working in the gym. Francisco Ronaldo couldn't afford a bus pass before he got to the UFC, so he could only make it out to the gym like two to three times a week. Now he has a bus pass. And now he trains every day. And now he's really good. Right. So, like, that's the type of shit I love to hear.
0: But I guess, man, props to Kevin Lee. He ended ended a really good streak (laughs) that Ronaldo had going on.
1: I'm interested to see how Kevin Lee matches up like a top 15 guy. But uh, I'm struggling to think who, I, who I'm i struggling to think yeah who he, who he, if you look
0: eats. so 10 through 15 well all right Tronado was 11 so or is 11 so we can't count him but 10 is Poirier 12 is Melendez 13 is Dunham 14 is Aquinta Will Brooks is 15
1: maybe Melendez because I think Melendez is slowing down a little bit and he's kind of small for division but even then I I like, I think
0: Yeah, even that I wouldn't feel comfortable like outright picking like
1: if it, it, it would be something like this where Melinda's winning and all of a sudden Lee like transports to his back. Right. <laughs> and Dunham yeah. would be maybe he out, out out athletes Dunham. But Dunham's like a solid dude. Yeah. So
0: And he's like he's like made of just iron. Yeah. Like he just he doesn't go away.
1: So I don't know.
0: Yeah, but I guess we'll see. We'll see how far his. Uh, I mean, he's still a young dude, only twenty-four. Yeah. So time is definitely on his side. Yeah. So yeah, he'll this, he'll be. This is
1: this is this is still the same guy who got knocked out by Leonardo Santos, who, by the way, has not gotten his top ten fight, despite having knocked out Kevin Lee in twenty fifteen. I'm very upset.
0: Rankings are. Uh... Rankings are unforgiving.
1: <laughs> who, who
0: does the rankings for you?
1: Okay, so the U uh, the UFC uses a voting panel, a panel of um uh, of just people uh, like journalists. They're not like actual um they're not people from like Bloody Elbow and MMA fighting and like actual big MMA sites because the people from those sites refuse to uh, go to uh, like get under the UFC banner that way. Because they, because um, there's a lot of corruption with the rankings. Obviously, yeah. Especially when they were, especially because it's, the rankings I think came out like a little bit before um, the uh, uh the Reebok deal where they were still saying, hey, if you're a top, if you're ranked S, X to y, if you're ranked number fifteen, you get paid this much. If you're ranked number nine, you get paid this much. If you're ranked in the top five, you get paid this much. You know that type of thing. Yeah. So there was a lot of backlash from like the journalists from like Bloody Elbow and MMA Fighting and um, MMA Junkie. They're like, no, we don't want to do that. That's not fair. We're going to open ourselves up to like um, bribery, I guess. So you end up with guys like uh, Christopher Espin of MMAANYTT.SE. Like I'm trying to remember some of the dudes who they had on this freaking thing because it, it was batshit insane. Some of their rankings, <laughs> like uh, this dude doesn't have a number five heavyweight on the planet. like the guy I just said, uh, Chris Frespin, mm-hmm. is Stephen Thompson at number fifteen in the pound per pound rankings. Uh, is Hector Sandoval is his number fourteen flyweight on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Uh, Neil Magnus Man. is number four, welterweight. The more I look at this, the crazier it gets. Gilbert Mullen is number seven at lightweight. Uh, Bobby Green, number 11 at lightweight. <laughs> Isn't Bobby
0: Green? He lost his, la- his last one or two. He
1: lost a bunch. Uh, it's not been pretty time to Bobby Green it sucks because no, I yeah. like Bobby Green like, he's doing good things for his community um fucking he uh, has Vulcan Ozdemir at number 5 at heavyweight and Steve oh, Boss at number 15
0: <laughs> Did, hold up didn't Boss get like his clock clean by who who was that yeah. Or did he knock somebody else?
1: He's fought since he like that fight. I I, I know what you're talking. Uh, the uh, okay. the Santos fight. Uh, like
0: yeah, because like, he got yeah, yeah boy, hey, that yeah, was, like his head kicked off. Yeah, that was that was
1: rough. Uh, he beat Sean O'Connell. That's what he beat.
0: Yeah, they had a they, they had like a slugfest pretty much.
1: Like his his rankings are weird. Like, but that that's basically all the rankings. Like. A.M. New York, Scott, Fanta- Scott Fontana. Like I've never heard this motherfucker. I don't know who these people are.
0: I actually, now that we're on the topic, I haven't mentioned, or I haven't looked at Pound for Pound in a while, so I'm looking it up better now. So, Mighty Mouse 1, Connor 2, Cormier 3, Aldo 4, Garbrandt 5, Stipe 6, Jacek 7, <laughs> Woodley 8, who moved up a spot. Cruz, nine, who went down a spot. (laughs) Yo. (laughs) No, no,
1: no. I'm looking at the rankings for this one dude. So this dude, Scott Fontana of AM New York, has Michael Chiesa at number five for his lightweights, Benil Darius, number six, and then Edson Barboza at number nine. What? (laughs) He has Leonardo Santos at number 13, though, so... Hey, hey, and James right, Vick at number 15. What? Oh my god, he has freaking Connor and Nate ranked as number 12 and 13 at welterweight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's not... That's... that's...
1: Ryan Gafler at number 9. We can do better. <laughs> we, we can do better. Like, looking at how insane some of these rankings are, like... It's a wonder that they come out looking even moderately, like, legit. That's... That's so disrespectful to Barboza.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Connor, he said Connor of 13, welterweight.
1: Number 12. Nate at
0: number 12. 13. Oh, God. That is, that's... <sighs> I don't even know. You know, I you don't, don't even know how
1: many times I've just like toyed with the idea of just putting my name into the thing. <laughs> they, they, if they let you, um, they let you submit your website for uh, rankings. Like, if you want, you can just email them and be like, "You can submit your website." I'm like, I have a blog. <laughs> I pay way more attention to any of these people. Wow.
0: I guess real quick. So, I was timing always time the show and my phone died. <laughs> so I, I don't know what time we're at. We were at 52 minutes when I last looked. But that was about like 10 minutes ago. But I wanted to make sure I gave a shout out to Joe Soto and uh, Ronnie Yaha. Oh yeah, for, uh, yeah, nice. A nice, fun prelim fight. Nice uh, heavyweight fight at Bantamweight. <laughs> <laughs> right. Ronnie? I'm always happy to see Joe Do- Soto stick around.
1: Ronnie Yaya literally had to be carried to his corner by his corner men after the second round but they were like "Nope, you're good go back out there and win the fight
0: <laughs> I mean yeah, man from, from the last couple of times I've seen him fight man he came out just crazy aggressive like I don't remember him ever fighting like this before
1: nah yeah his yeah, fights was... are always weird like you get the sense that the other guy is like afraid of him and it doesn't never make any sense
0: i mean yeah he really they they both were going for it but ronnie was going for the kill man he was he was going for kill shots Mm -hmm. soto soto stuck in there though man he i don't remember too much of this fight but
1: if any fight was probably affected by the um the drastic the, the crazy weather or the crazy heat it was probably this one Like, Soto looked dead tired after the third. Yaya, like, gassed halfway through the second. Like, the power shots they were throwing halfway through the second round just looked fucking uh, like they were throwing in water.
0: (laughs) But Soto lives to see another day. I'm not going to lie, man. I I was afraid that Soto wasn't going to last, like, long in the UFC because he had a little streak man where he, after the Dillashaw fight Joe you know.
1: Soto is so obviously better than fighting on the regional circuit Like he's, he was blowing dudes out there he's so much better than that but like, he gets the UFC and or he gets or even in Bellator he was just like struggling to put wins together after you lose like, he lost the title to Joe Warren went to Tachi and lost again and just like you could see it mentally get to him and now he's on a 3 foot win streak, so all is good. Yeah. All is right.
0: Yeah, he's uh he's putting it together. So yeah, hopefully we we see some more of him. He's only twenty-nine, um, by the way. Yeah. yeah, Tom is. That does not feel on right. His...
1: Right,
0: because I'm looking at his record. I didn't realize. though. he's been he's had a lot of fights.
1: Oh uh, yeah, no, he's had twenty-three fights in eleven years. Yeah, like he's he's been around a while.
0: Wow, he beat Wilson Hayes?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I didn't know that. I mean he and he's got a few I mean, not like any champs or anything, but he's got a a few like names at least worth mentioning that he's beat. Or at least, you know have fought. So he's fought, you know,
1: like decent guess, competition. Yeah. So there's like a top fifteen talent. It's just that it's not always it doesn't always show through.
0: Yeah, but yeah, hopefully he's uh, putting it together. I'm um, also gotta give shout out to you know a little, little smaller MMA organizations that don't get all the the press. Uh, Angela Lee I think over they call at them a one
1: smaller MMA organization. Apparently they have like a billion household. <laughs> <people> <laughs> right. <in Asia>. <laughs> <laughs> They're over there balling out of control. They're over <laughs> like... there. <laughs> apparently being worth a mil a billion dollars, but their athletes apparently can't afford uh, like steroids. So yeah. go figure. Shout uh, well, out to say... Victor Key. Queen
0: <laughs> Queen Q, whatever
1: your name is. Whoever have...
0: Well I'll say I'll say smaller in terms of I guess I don't know, notoriety. De- definitely not money though. They're, well yeah,
1: definitely uh, money. They're not worth yeah. four billion dollars. They're getting used to UFC, so whatever. Yeah. Who knows? They're doing well for themselves, though. But shouts to uh, Angel uh, Lee. And also shouts to the people who faked her whatever weight test that 1FC makes you go through. <laughs> because that, there is no way that girl is the same size as the girl she's fighting.
0: So that was uh, Jenny, Jenny. W- uh, Wong?
1: Yeah. No, that girl was teeny next to Angel Lee. It's really weird.
0: Angelie's only twenty. She's twenty, and she's now six and zero. Oh, she made it to CNN. Mm-hmm. That's that's always a good look. Yeah, man, she's she's a good talent though. She's man. a like, good talent. She
1: is a regional star there. Like, yeah, she's getting like, press, and she's and apparently they're paying her decent money. So props to her. She's only twenty years old.
0: Yeah, I mean, she, as far as I know, in one champion, she's. I guess you could probably argue she's their biggest.
1: Possibly, I like, I don't know, I yeah. don't know the metrics for like any of their um their fighters that fight like Indonesia or something like that or, like or another big country in that area or like Malaysia or whatever. Like, I don't know the metrics on how many people tune in from there, but it, as as their main market, Singapore, she's probably their biggest star.
0: Yeah, and I mean, and it's deserved. I mean, she's she's definitely her grappling skills are pretty. They're pretty wild, man. She's uh, no. she's really yeah. good on the ground. Yeah. Striking striking slowly coming along also.
1: Yeah, if you can from, if you can hit a triangle in like your what, second, third, fourth fight, you deserve all the praise you can get. Yeah. And she's and we she's mentioned it last triangle. time. A, got, did I say triangle? I meant Twister. God.
0: Twister, yeah. Her fight with Mei Yama, uh Yamaguchi or Uchi, Sorry for butchering the name. I I know we mentioned it last show. That awesome fight. That everyone should go watch.
1: Fight of the year for 2016 for fights that were in, in the UFC. Right. Because nothing's going to top Condit Lawler. Sorry, no. everybody. <laughs> oh man. So I
0: Google Angela Lee, and in the right hand of my screen, I get a mention of Mr. Ben Askren.
1: Hey. Well, I'm just
0: now realizing I have not heard from him in a very long time. He's on
1: his retirement deal, buddy. Is he when is the last time he fought? He beat um well he was supposed to fight what's his face? The uh Santos again? Yes. And then Santos came in drastically overweight and then the fight got canceled. He was very upset. Cuz he wasted like half a year of his life.
0: I mean, Ashwin's 30, he's 32.
1: Oh, uh, he fought not... he fought in April like last year. Dude has fought twice in the past 2 years. Man. It's not good.
0: Yeah. And, and, like, I'm. I was never a huge Askren fan, but I can't deny, like, he beat everybody they put in front of him. So, like, I always want to see dudes it's like him that, be able to. F-
1: it's not even just that he beat everybody in front of him, just, like, lopsidedly. Right. like Except J. Heron. Haran. Which is weird.
0: <laughs> Out of all the names that he beat, that's the one guy who, like, who gave him trouble? Yeah. But then he goes on to like obliterate Douglas Lima. And Korchkov. And
1: <laughs> like I don't know what one's doing with him. Like they signed him to this big six figure deal. And now they're he's fought for them four times. Yeah, four times, and he's been there since twenty fourteen. Isn't <sighs>
0: Yeah, that's not, that's not good. That's not good. And he and yeah, I haven't seen anything about him
1: fighting this year. So
0: I haven't heard his name. Like up until I just saw him on the screen, I don't even I can't even remember the last time I've heard his name. He mentioned like I,
1: like, I want to say, you know, what, I want to say, um, I heard last time I heard his name was like for Aegon Wrestling, like that metamoris type deal he does for like hmm. amateur wrestling where he'll bring in some um. Like, some Olympic team members and have them go up against um, MMA fighters who used to be, like, wrestlers or other Olympic team wrestlers or even international wrestlers sometimes. Like, who was it? Tony Ramos Ramos versus um, Henry Sulilo. That was one of the ones they had last year. Mm. Um, God, what were some of the other ones? He, he, he's competing them himself. It was, like, Ben Askren versus, like, Quinton Miller. Quinton Richardson? Something like that. A former... um. Moved, so, basically, Askren moved up two weight classes to wrestle somebody who won a weight, uh, who won an NCAA title at 197, and he beat the shit out of him. <laughs> like, he racked up so many points on him, it wasn't even funny. Man. Yeah.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, Askren, it might not be the most fun to watch, but he, he just ragdolls people, man.
1: Dude I, he, he, dude, I enjoy the shit out watching Askren ragdoll people. Like, uh, uh, I remember uh, the Korskov fight Like <laughs> dude, He outstruck uh, Korshkov Something like 254
0: to 3 Right And like Korshkov's a big 170 like a big athletic dude And Askren just completely shut him down In all
1: fairness Korshkov also admitted I didn't train any wrestling For this fight <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which is not a good uh, It's not a good uh Yeah, that's not a good idea. That's dumb. Sorry. Do you you think, I mean, probably, I don't know. You think there's still any chance he makes it to the UFC, or is Uh, that window closed?
1: Askin seems pretty set in his ways. He's getting paid six figures to go fight once a year. He's on his retirement deal, according to him, where, you know, he's he's set. He probably has all the business connections he could ask for now that he works for, he's probably going to have, like, a deal with one at one point, like, when he's done. Hmm. Like, I, like I don't know what that uh, the relationship is between him and one actually I shouldn't say that but I can see like Rich Franklin looking out for him
0: yeah I, I hope he doesn't because then if you know if he just kind of slowly fades out he'll be one of those guys that we look at and just be like what if like what if he made it I, I'm already, like I'm already
1: saying that because he's like he's what 33 34 now 30, well, according to Sherdog, dog he's 32 yeah. But and by the time he's done with his contract he's gonna be like three six. Right. So like I would I would have loved to see um Baskin versus Maya, Baskin versus G S P but I guess this is one of those fights we're just never those are just fights we're never gonna get. So it is uh-huh. what it is.
0: Yeah. Life uh <laughs> life goes on. I guess last shout out <clears throat> if you have any other pardon uh pardon shots, uh shout out to Mackenzie Dern. Who won her last fight which I can't remember when it happened because I didn't watch it Friday and she is now last Friday. Friday on oh my god I still haven't watched any they're called LFA now yes right? still haven't caught any of their cards they always happen like really late and I have to work the next morning but same shout out to her she's 3-0 and now uh,
1: only 1-0 at one fifteen though so Bellator open that page uh, like, open your page like open your checkbook she might not be able to make 115,
0: <laughs> but yeah. Re- regardless of where her weight falls, I guess she's still someone to keep an eye on. She's getting a lot of a lot of hype, and she's continuing, I guess, to impress. Even though I missed all of her
1: fights, but um, I still give apparently her... this fight wasn't all that impressive from her. Like she won, oh. but. Like, uh, it wasn't anything to toot the horn about. Like, her her opponent was kind of, like, I, I remember watching, like, a little bit of the highlights. Her opponent was kind of, like, just gooning on her a little bit. Like, she was dancing. Like, she was very upset with her, because she wasn't, like, engaged with her. And uh, it, it looked like it was a little bit of a slap fest. Yeah.
0: I mean, those fights happen, though. Yeah. Yeah, they, they happen. But, yeah, so, shout-outs to her. Um, yeah, not not much else in the MMA world going on. I mean we got uh Corey Anderson and Manua coming. It's uh, a good
1: card. I'm gonna say that. matchup wise it's a really good card. Sucks that they couldn't find a real main event. Which is a sorry thing to say because four years ago if we had the number four light heavyweight and the number like what, nine or ten light heavyweight face off, it probably would have been a big deal. Now it's just, oh, this guy lost to old man Shogun, and this guy lost to the two elite fighters he got to fight. And they're not bad but, fighters, by the way. Not yeah. at all. Manua, I mean,
0: I, I don't give him too much flack for the Rumble loss. I mean, most people not named Cormier <laughs> are probably going to lose the Rumble. And aside from that fight, he, he pretty much knocks people out and unconscious. Fight. Oh yeah, for, yeah, I forgot about
1: that. So yeah. it was, uh, that's the thing, though. Like, if he was younger, like there'd probably be some more excitement around it, like around him. Because oh, he yeah. fought these two guys, but he was really early in his career, and he's really young, so he'll get better. And like, no, he's thirty-seven. Nah,
0: but he's still got power. So if anything, he's a, he'll be good for a knockout.
1: Yep. And you know his division's full of people who are not very good strikers, so. You should be yeah. really putting in on that, a lot of people. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> yeah, then... uh, Gunnar Nelson, Alan Ben, that's a fun fight. Makwan uh, Amirakani, Mr. Finland himself, versus Arnold Allen, that's a good fight. Mad Dog, Reza Madadi, Joe Duffy. Um, Tom... oh, this is
0: Brad Pickett's retirement fight, isn't
1: it? Oh, yeah, Brad Pickett's retirement fight against Marlon Vera, who just seems to be that dude who pops up every few months to take a replacement fight. <laughs> He's out here trying to put money away so his daughter can smile people. So support him. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, that's a couple of. And then
1: you got Mark dKc Casey, Tom Breeze, Leon Edwards with Vincent uh, Vicente Luque. That's a great fight. That's a main car fight. I don't know why it's not on the main card. I mean, I do know why it's not on the main card, but still. Like, that's a car. If this was a six-fight main, uh, this was a six-fight fight card. Because this one's gonna be all on fight pass, so that but if this was on FS one, Luke vs. Edwards deserved to be on the top six. It's a great fight.
0: And my man Oluwale Bomb Goose.
1: Bombus. <laughs>
0: so Yeah, we got some some fights coming oh, up. Also uh, World if, Series of Fighting
1: is actually oh. a really good card. Just huh. Cut.
0: Oh, look at them shout outs. Uh we got Avanov. And Sean Jordan going for the heavyweight strap.
1: Lance Palmer. Lance
0: Palmer. And Andre Harrison, that should be a pretty good one. And uh, Khabib's bro. I forgot, is he older or, little, or younger?
1: little younger. Okay. Uh, Beck, uh, Beck Bulat, Michael Medoff versus Donovan Freelo is a good fight. And the prelims, um, Hakeem DeWadu is, in my opinion, probably the best prospect in WSOF. Uh, Muay Thai fighter out of, uh, fuck, of Canada. And he's fighting former UFC fighter Steven Styler. So that's a really good. That's a prelim? That's a prelim. It's a really good fight, though. That's crazy. I would think
0: that they would make that a main.
1: Uh, they have three title fights on the main card. That's probably why. Okay.
0: All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And, Not a lot of space.
1: Yeah. And plus one of them. And then, you know, you're going to go with Dewadu or you're going to go with Khabib Nurmagomedov's brother. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, they, yeah, hopefully yeah. team Nurmagomedov Meadow doesn't get in a fucking fight again. <laughs> just like the, the Diaz brothers show up out of nowhere and just they start wailing at one another again hey that'll get ratings up <laughs> Just
0: give yourself in the promo vo- this is
1: like a high school volleyball team game going on in the background they have to cancel <laughs> it cause he's like Russian freaking mobster looking motherfuckers and just the Diaz's are just throwing the hands <laughs> hey
0: I mean, I don't want anybody to get hurt, but if a little scrap breaks out, there's little entertainment. Nothing,
1: nothing wrong with a little entertainment. Also, don't, don't take uh, it too far. Also, I guess, shout outs to um, boxing, because Goodnight Da Danny Jacobs, those are the types of fights which boxing fans want to see, and we're finally going to get to see them, even if it's for like 60 bucks on pay per view. Plus, that that, yes, so. that card has Roman Gonzalez and. um what the hell is this guy's name because I I can't I can't do Thai names uh <laughs> Wissak Wissak uh, Wasaksil, uh Wangik. I'm not saying it that again that's his name so that both of those fights on the main card of that uh that pay-per-view so that should be fun if you're in yeah. boxing's been making some noise dude man. it's been a great it's year fun. if you're a boxing fan yeah. and it's only getting better right now because what um God. Yeah, April. We got Klitschko, Anthony Joshua. Uh, what else is coming down the pipe? Just a whole bunch of good shit. Good shit. Everybody should be paying attention. Yeah, 2017's been dope mm-hmm. so far. Uh, dude, Jason Souza and Vasily Lomachenko. There we go. That's the shit. So we got we got a lot,
0: a lot coming. So the show might get quiet after next week. <clears throat> Um, I'm pretty sure neither one of us is going to rush to cover uh, the King Mo <laughs> and, and Rampage rematch. Uh, I mean, I but, could sit
1: up here and rant for an hour about how I hate it. Because <laughs> it's just the but type I mean, of person
0: I am. <laughs> I'm debating whether I want to watch that fight or not. Uh,
1: but I mean, There's an Invicta fight card on the 25th. Okay. I don't
0: know so you might be able to squeeze in some some more uh, some more fight shows. I'm pretty sure between now and whenever more fights happen. MMA is a, a crazy place. Things happen a lot during the week. So,
1: Dude, Bellator is just slapping us across the face, left and right. she like, have dick slapping us. They got, <laughs> they got 175 with the second worst fight that has ever happened in Bellator history. And then they got 176 with the worst fight that's ever happened in Bellator history. <laughs> Hold on, what's one seventy six? Carvalho and Maynard. Oh no! Again, <laughs> we're running it back. Mm, dude, like they they we're... booked this fight twice. They booked this fight twice. They know what they were doing. They were like, "Fuck you, people. You don't like it, <laughs> eat, eat, eat shit. You're gonna have it again."
0: God. All right, so maybe we'll uh. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> We'll we'll squeeze in some other shows and talk about some of these potential catastrophes that are probably going to... The next
1: podcast is why does Scott Coker hate us so much. <laughs>
0: okay. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, be on the lookout for those. I'll also probably have a few uh, solo podcasts coming. i uh, got some some music I've been listening to. i got to give albums a few more listens, though, before I talk about them, so... Uh yeah, be on the lookout. There'll there'll be there'll be content. It'll it'll be coming. So like, share, uh repost, do all that, that good stuff. Reblog uh, that people yeah, rebug that yep. all the internet people do. Um so I don't know how long we've been talking now. I'm gonna guess it's been well over an hour. Probably. Uh yeah. <laughs> so I guess I'm gonna go shovel this little bit of snow. <laughs> That is uh, around my tires. And, yeah. Chill out on this snow day and enjoy the, the elements. Um, this has been another episode of the Dojo Talk Podcast. And, oh, I didn't do the tagline, man. I'm, I'm messing up, man. I didn't mention people getting punched and kicked in the face. Yeah, we'll
1: be there. No, nah, I don't want to say it. Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: Whenever people get kicked, punched in the face, we'll be there. I messed that all up, but... <laughs> completely ruined that (laughs) I gotta start like writing that down to remember to say that but yeah man whenever people are getting kicked and punched in the face we will be there to talk about it Uh, hopefully we catch you guys soon and until then peace out